Welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need. No matter if you're an industry pro, you're building, or you're buying, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. We're coming to you live today from the LP Studios here in Wisconsin. I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. Thank you for tuning in today. Today's topic, the Restrict Act and what it means for housing. Hi, everybody. You know, I like to talk a lot about housing, smart homes, all those kind of things. Today, we're doing a little bit of a different topic. This is something I actually posted on LinkedIn very recently and uh, very interested in it. And, um, you know, some, sometimes we, we veer off a little bit from the main course of topics. I think this is one where it does relate to housing, but it is veering off a little bit. So stay with me on it. Uh, I think it's interesting. It's I did a lot of research on this, so hopefully this is super informative for you. But let's talk about this. For those of you that don't know what the Restrict Act is, it's uh, it's actually a bill. It's S-686. Okay. Basically, what this is and what it started off as is the TikTok ban. Now, I am not on TikTok. I'm going to explain tell you that right now. Do not use it. I went to a seminar on it. I was intrigued by it. The potential is huge, but the whole security thing just really freaks me out. So I've stayed off of it. Now, for those people that really invest in TikTok, it's provided massive, massive returns. It was like the Facebook of uh, the late 90s where it was just so good. But I think we can all agree that right now the way TikTok is set up is not good for security here in the United States. I don't think any of us want to see China spying on our government through TikTok and getting massive secrets. That's not a good thing for us. I think we can all agree that something needs to be done. So originally when we heard that they were going to potentially ban TikTok or require it to have servers in the United States and, and pull from China... Okay, I think both parties agreed that that was probably a good thing. But then they created this Restrict Act, and the wheels went off pretty fast. And this is so frustrating because this happens over and over again with the federal government where they have a good intention, but then they cram all this other stuff in that's really bad for the citizens. And this is why I'm talking about it. So consider this a public service announcement more than anything. Uh, and and I would just want to point out that this is this bill has not been officially signed or passed at this point. So it's very important if you have feelings about this matter to to chime on about it. And this really does affect housing. If it affects smart homes especially, and we'll get to that in just a little bit, and you'll see what I'm where I'm going with this once we get a little further in. Okay, so we agree something needs to be done about privacy and TikTok, protect our. Our, our, our secure data, things like that. But here's some things with the bill. So the first thing this bill does is it empowers the Secretary of Commerce to identify, deter, disrupt, prevent, prohibit, investigate, or mitigate any transaction by information, technology, or communication companies that are owned or could be influenced by foreign adversaries. So I get it. They're going to go broader than just TikTok. I understand that. But they only want to go after people that are influenced by foreign adversaries. 
as you know, we have an open border and we've allowed a lot of people into this country that have come in unchecked. And there are domestic adversaries out there as well. This does nothing to stop that. So there's a flaw right there in the system. You know, what's to stop a company like TikTok from opening up a field office in wherever? Let's just say Utah. I'm just throwing that out there. No reason for that. Now, all of a sudden, they're a domestic company, air quotes, right? Domestic company instead of a foreign company because they have a field office here in the United States. They could get around that. So some issues right off the bat. The second thing is we're giving all this power and authority to an appointed position. This is an unelected person. I have a problem with that. I don't like giving power to people that we haven't elected. That just doesn't make a lot of sense. So more on that in a little bit, but that definitely is another issue. Now, this is this is where it starts to affect you as in a private person. Okay? Here's a provision. No person may engage in any transaction or take other action with intent to evade the provisions in this act. So, what does that mean? If you have a VPN, which you use to um, securely browse, you could be considered evading under the Restrict Act. How many of you out there probably have VPNs? I'm sure a handful of you listening right now have one and you're like, oh, crap. That's not good. I pay for that. I'm entitled to my privacy and you're absolutely right. You are entitled to your privacy. So if you have a VPN, you could potentially be in, in the government's eyes, evading uh, this Restrict Act. What's the penalty if you violate? Well, the civil penalties are fine of $250,000 or twice the value of the transaction that is the basis of the violation, whichever is greater. Okay, that's pretty stiff penalty. That's not really the biggest problem with this, though. That, those are issues, obviously, and you're like, well, how does this have anything to do with TikTok? And I'm asking that question myself. But more disturbing, really, with this is this act empowers the government to keep the public in the dark on what they're investigating. This is where the bill really goes crazy. So first of all, Congress, which is who we elect in our representatives, their only power in this entire bill is they can override the designation or de-designation of a foreign adversary. That's it. So Congress can say, well, China's an adversary or Russia's an adversary or say, you know what, France, you're not an adversary. That's all they can do. That's their only power they have. Other than that, they are stripped of all their other powers. And there's one major power that is completely stripped from this bill. We'll talk about it in a second. Okay, but here's another issue, and this is where the government is doing all this cloak and dagger stuff, and they're empowering themselves to do it. And again, I have got a big problem with that. So a lawsuit that happens that challenges the ban. So let's just say, let's just use TikTok because we talked about that. Let's say TikTok says, hey, that's not cool. We're going to sue you guys. And they challenge this ban. Well, the ban itself is constrained as far as the scope and the amount of discovery that is allowed under a lawsuit. And this limits what the public can find out about how the bill is applied. The discovery kind of leads to the release of the information that helps us learn about 
how the law is applied. But this law limits what is disclosed to the public and in the way in which the cases proceed. This is very authoritarian. I do not like this. This does not make good sense. But here's the most <laughs> egregious part in here. I can't believe they would put this in here, but the executive branch. Now, for those of you that don't know your uh, your civics very well, the executive branch is the president, the vice president, their cabinet members, and um, some of their um, uh, com- uh, you know committees and things that they appoint. So basically a handful of select top people. The executive branch doesn't have to public explain its application of the law if it's practical and consistent with national security interests. That's very broad, first of all. So they don't define the interests, first of all. And basically, you're taking away all of Congress's oversight in this matter, and you're, you're only allowing the president and his cabinet to decide this. Okay. It also, another problem with this bill, the bill authorizes Department of Commerce to put in mitigation measures without any restrictions on what the measures might be. Okay, and then you've got vague enforcement principles to broadly punish any person who evades everything. You know, like we talked about the VPN. But this also could be other things besides a VPN for evasion. It could be, you know, using a third-party software to get an app that you can no longer download or um, maybe you downloaded it previously and you didn't update your system and you keep that app on there even though it was blocked or any kind of measure where you you dance around um, technology a little bit to get this app that they are obviously going after. Okay, now another problem is, again, we talked about this unelected person, the Commerce Secretary, This bill gives them the power to demand information from any party to a transaction holding under review or investigation. So if you're an ancillary company, your service provider, you could get roped into this. Again, you're giving an unelected bureaucrat a lot of power. Okay. But the biggest thing is, the biggest issue that I have completely with this bill is a lot of confusing language. Uh, Basically, requiring Congress to abdicate its responsibility to hold the executive branch accountable. So again, if you have bad actors in the executive branch, unfortunately, I'll leave that up to your opinion. Um, I think this is dangerous for either party. You know, if, if your, your, your favorite party is in control, uh, you probably don't care about this. If your favorite party is not in control, you're probably going to be very worried about this. And it's going to change from time to time. Hence why it's probably not a good rule. But basically what we're doing is we're giving the federal government more power to spy on us. And this is where it comes into houses and smart homes and things like that. Okay. Think about this. Think of how many devices you have that are connected to the internet. You probably don't realize how many you have. There are a lot of them. I mean, if you've got a ring doorbell, if you've got a smart thermostat, your MyQ garage door opener, anything that interacts with your phone is a smart app. I have a Furbo. Do you know what a Furbo is? It's a little device that you can pop this camera on and you can see your pet. You hit a button, send some treats out to him in the middle of the day. That's connected to the internet. That can be spying on you. It has a camera. It has sound on it too, for that matter. 
How do I know right now they're not listening in on our conversations through our verbal? It's very likely that that could happen, right? You've got all these outdoor cameras on your home. Um, Maybe you have Wi-Fi boosters. You have your Alexa and your Google Home and you're talking to it or you're talking around it. You don't know what they're listening to and what they're not listening to. And if you say that's a bunch of hooey, that's a bunch of baloney, they don't do that, I beg to differ. Last year, the FBI conducted 3.4 million warrantless, means no warrant, searches uh, of Section 702 data to find and listen in on Americans' communications. 3.4 million searches that were warrantless. Thanks, FBI. That's not right. That's an invasion of your privacy. And you've provided them that access by putting in your smart devices, your Alexas, your Google Homes, your Ring doorbells, your IP camera systems. But it goes even further than that. I mean, what about your browser history, your payment information? They have all those things. They have access to those if they want them. And you're willingly giving them to them. And now, if you try and use a VPN to block it, you could be evading them. And then they can go after you for that. The government has had a long history of spying on people. And if you read any documentaries, Edward Snowden, uh, very obviously polarizing figure, um, used to work for the CIA, then he worked for the NSA. He learned during his work at the NSA that the government had a surveillance program. And during this time, they were spying on people's cell phone conversations. They also created this program called PRISM, which is a data mining project. It gave the NSA and the FBI direct access to information on the servers of large tech companies such as Google, Facebook, Microsoft, and Apple. Pretty much all the big four. And they were able to get any kind of data they wanted out of that on people. Pretty scary stuff. And of course, if you've uh, been on Twitter at all, there's uh, information that gets dropped on there fairly often called the Twitter files. And we found out that the federal government's got backdoor access to multiple social media platforms and they were basically in communication with the, the previous Twitter staff. A lot of those people are no longer there thanks to Elon Musk. But they, the government basically told Twitter execs certain people to ban, shadow ban, block, and blacklist because they were spreading information the government didn't want to get out there or they didn't want shared. Again... The government is not supposed to interfere with private companies, and they were. That is a First Amendment right, if there ever was one. And it's very questionable. So we've seen what's happened with that. And we're not going to get into all the details, but just think of COVID as an example. And a lot of doctors were out there saying one thing. The government was saying something completely different. They were conflicting with doctors, and we know that there's a lot of false information that the government was pushing um, that was ended up not being correct. And likewise, there was also information, I'm going to be fair, uh, there was information that other people were posting that was not correct. 
So I understand why the government would want to control that, but that's the whole point of the internet. Free flow of information. Both sides, both cases. That's what we want. That's what we need as a functioning society is to have the ability to hear both sides of an argument and make a logical decision. So anyway, I'm going to leave you with this. Obviously, this is very disconcerting for anyone that has smart home technology in their home. If you've got these devices, you may want to rethink them. You may want to think what you're putting on there, what kind of access to information could be gathered very simply from it. I'm going to leave you with this thought. <coughs> Excuse me. It's a quote from Abraham Lincoln. Nearly all men can stand adversity, but if you want to test a man's character, give him power. Be careful how much power you give one individual. Here's one other quote to consider. There is no more dangerous menace to civilization than a government of incompetent, corrupt, or vile men. Ludwig von Mises. We're giving a lot of power to a few people. That's never a good thing. You have the right to your privacy. You have a right to your opinion. And you have a right... Uh, to your free speech. And that is under attack digitally with this bill. Your privacy is already at risk in your home if you're not careful. So I'm imploring you, hopefully, <laughs> to take this information and do something positive with it. If you don't like this, contact your elected official and tell them about it. If you're concerned about your privacy, if you're concerned about those things, do something about it. Get a cybersecurity person or evaluate what devices you're using on the network and decide if you really want to be sharing all that information on that network. And of course, we're already willing participants. We, we all have cell phones. We walk around all day with basically a device that can track our location. They can track our communications. And all these tech companies have access to this already. We've already given them a lot for the awesome convenience of these devices. But be careful around your home. Your home is your sanctuary. Your home is your place. Think about what you're doing there, what you're using, and is it really all worth it? Once again, thank you for tuning in to The Home Building Hero, broadcasting live from the Bellman Home Studio. If you haven't already, please make sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future content. Until next time, I'm David Bellman, signing off.